It's Dom's Dominique. Welcome back to Good Question. And today I'm going to be talking about being an emotional sponge. And if you're not sure what a sponge is, please go look it up because I I don't even know. Maybe you were lost in an alternate dimension and you've never heard of a sponge, but just check that out. Uh, on to the episode. Well, today I'm chatting about you know, feelings that you don't own, um, emotional well-being, focus, distraction, um, what's, you know, non-negotiable in your life, and your values and maintaining healthy relationships. That's, in a nutshell, what being an emotional sponge can kind of come down to. Commonly compared to being a empath, Um, someone who understands and relates to others' emotions, either visually or physically, very easily. Um, There are different types of empaths. I believe there are four. Um, The most, this is like the most common phrase anybody ever uses when they say, um, I'm a sympathetic crier, or if um, someone else is displaying like, anxiousness, I'm emp- I'm empathetic, and, or I'm an empath, and I understand, um, or, or can understand what they're going through. Um, to a degree, sure, I think we need to be careful about using this phrase, um, being an empath, because I think to differing degrees, you can be one. You can have a certain degree of what you're willing and able to take in from others and um it can be it can be a little hard because um if you for instance are always that friend that someone can come to or that family member someone can come to and they can chat and vent and um they want to be able to get recommendations from you what to do next you got to be careful um I've definitely fallen into this where in your mind, you are like, you are in the middle. You are just there to moderate. And it can kind of get tense and have some mm, rebound effects to you later, um, especially if this is you moderating or defending someone in an argument. Um, those can be really hard, especially when it's family because it can be or, you know, close friendships too, but definitely family I've found in my um, experience of <laughs> kind of digging myself into a hole of you want to relate to both parties, you know, if you're that middle ground person. And it can be hard later on the outside where you're like, well, I can understand why you're upset. I can understand why you're upset. Like, I don't want anybody to be upset. I'd rather everybody just, you know, be happy. And it's like, well, you don't have to insert yourself to that instance. You can listen. And it's very hard to not mention the other person. Um, And I try to tread this more lightly now because you either can run into instances where someone has said something to you, but you don't tell the other person. Um, and you end up in this triangle of, 
um, people who can be upset if you know information or it's a triangle of he said, she said, or um, it can just end some more stressful. So relating this back to being an emotional sponge, it's something that I heard one of my friends say, make sure that it fills your cup, you being the cup (laughs) and things that you put into it in your life. Making sure you're setting up these boundaries um, of of what you can and can't tolerate. What's negotiable and what's non-negotiable. And, and, you know, as we progress into adulthood, it's hard to do these when you're a kid because you are a child. You're probably under some modicum of adult supervision. And if you are not, um, that's a whole other kettle of fish. But... For those who, you know, you're under someone else's thumb, especially, you know, pre-17, 18, it's harder to set those boundaries. Um, But this is really um, a sense of understanding how you want to communicate. Planning ahead. Can you keep commitments? Setting those boundaries for those two key modes of information that I just explained, communication and keeping commitments. Um, Something that I found that really helps with not feeling overwhelmed is by keeping calendars. Now, I will say syncing those calendars is a bit of a headache, especially lately, but it's okay. Like I said, I'm an ongoing piece of work here to provide extra information for all of us to be able to figure out how to, you know, steer ourselves in this new age. And with all this information buzzing at us from news, people, podcasts, the internet, YouTube, um, you know, Lord knows where, um, it can be kind of a challenge to be able to prioritize what's meaningful. You don't want to hurt family's feelings or friends or significant others, and you want to make time for them. Or maybe you just don't have time in the day. You need to prioritize your first comes first um, items, sometimes before them, and that truth can kind of hurt but explaining later how, and it's not making up for, you're not making up for, you're not, it's not a, if I do this, then this, it's a explanation of this is where my time is going. This is why it is important. And sometimes you just need that me time. And to others that can be hard for them to understand that that's also important to your well-being. You don't have to be go, 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 go. It doesn't have to be a volunteering, a hobby, an excuse in a way to justify you just needing to not do anything because we're in a society so much of comparing who is more tired, who had less sleep, who has more commitments, who has more, 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 you know, just that that explanation of, you know, I am really exhausted, you know, but I'm still chugging along. I'm still being fantastic. And that can be really hard as well to get out of that mode of comparing, you know, who's more stressed, who's more sad, who's more tired. 
And being that emotional sponge person who constantly is trying to moderate your own feelings, others' feelings, you know, like I said, that cup can start to overflow. And having consistent communication with those around you and prioritizing what's meaningful to them and yourself and trying to kind of align where you where you can and where you can't just, you know, you have to accept and move on. Um, we're all here for, you know, a limited time, limited availability. And um, I think we're all just trying to do the best that we can with what we have and what we don't have. We are you know, prioritizing how to reflect, relax, recuperate, and, you know, make the next day just, um, you know, a day of meaningful inspiration and, you know, energy boosting behavior. I don't know how else to say it. Like sometimes you're going to have days where you seemingly do nothing, but it's everything. You know, maybe there was that day that you meal prepped in the kitchen all day and you're like, oh man, I never left my house. You know, and it's Saturday. I spent my Saturday doing that. But then during the week when you have work, school, um, meetings, hobbies after work, you're going to love that on that Saturday you spent all day getting those meals done because that's one less thing during the day. Maybe that gives you an extra 30 minutes to relax an extra hour to be able to do something you wanted to do. You know, food's important. Um, I understand that. And it's the way we socialize. Um, But we've got so much going on these days that I can totally understand where um, making time for caring for yourself can also seem like you're not being as productive as the next person. Um. And I can definitely say, from this line of thought at least, um, take a look at your social media. Take a look at what you're posting or not posting. Is it um, LinkedIn? Is it, you know, the Instagrams of the world? Who knows if you're ticking and talking? Um, just all those things that you're, they're buzzing around, pulling your attention elsewhere. And you're, is it filling your cup? Like I said, um, is this something that is making you happier? I seem to recall reading in a couple of places that constant bombardment of your thoughts and comparing where people have posted, um, you know, them at their happiest, it might not be serving you. You know, getting to experience and anticipate something during the day, you know, that is something you truly want um, in that point in your life, that's really crucial. Um, And at least in my point of view, really pulling back from social media has really proved to me um, how much time I was spending on it, comparing myself to others. And I know it's really easy to say, like, pull yourself off of social media, but it's honestly really hard. It's like those of us who are addicted to caffeine, you can say you don't need it and you don't, you don't think it's healthy, but putting that into practice is another thing. Um, and inevitably it really comes down to, um, 
how are you going to stake your independence and, you know, um, opt into what's going to really help you and help you focus and rule out distractions and, you know, maintain your own sense of well-being. And that's hard. I go through periods of the year where it's just smooth, smooth. And it's like, yeah, I'm on top of the world. I'm getting stuff done. I'm so productive. You know, um, work isn't so bad. And I say that so bad, but there are times where, yeah, so bad is really how I would describe it. And there's other times where I'm like, this was a great day. So productive. You know, I got the things that I wanted to get done. I didn't feel like my attention was pulled in too many directions. Um, getting help from people when I needed it. The information went smoothly. Um, getting to get out when I need to. Or I had so much extra energy, I went to the gym. Instead of lugging yourself there because you're like, oh, man, I need to go at least three days a week to be healthy. And it's that's also true. But taking on all that information really just – it's not healthy and it's hard. I would say writing it down, syncing your calendars, writing your to-do lists, writing down throughout the week, you know, what was hard and what made it harder? You know, what were you kind of feeling in that moment? You don't have to do it every single day, but writing these down um, and kind of just for a a brief time period even. Um, I know a month might sound really difficult, but once you get into a maybe weekly just – At the end of the week, assess what was hard, what made it harder, what helped, what didn't help. Maybe writing down and syncing your calendars doesn't help at all. Maybe verbalizing and taking verbal notes was better. Maybe having discussion points with your teammates on how to prioritize your time and thoughts is the best of course of action. You don't need to write things down. You just need to have that conversation. It's all going to depend, but it all really goes back to um, taking that step of assessing what's going on and taking that ownership. I think it can be very hard when you feel as though you don't know what to do to be able to just, you need things to just stop for a second and letting go of what to others might be not stressful, but to you is, it's really hard. You can feel kind of like you're failing. You're failing yourself, others, and you know what? Rather, you fail at one thing and learn what works for you than continue, you know, to paddle around in open water trying to find your, you know, rowboat for safety and find out that it's full of holes and it's slowly sinking as you try to get in. You don't want to be like that. You don't want to do that because all you're going to be doing is taking that pail of water or your hands and you're trying to shuck the water out of the boat. 
and it's just going to keep sinking. Okay. I hope some of this was maybe helpful. Um, I'm doing all of this off the top of my head. There's no notes. I don't pre-plan my talks. Um, it's just something that like pops into my head that I kind of want to work through and think maybe others might want to work through too. If you have any tips, tricks, um, modes of operandi that help you, especially with um, setting boundaries, prioritizing, um, communicating, and you know maintaining healthy relationships, um, that'd be great. I want to hear about it in the comments um, and really want to hear from everyone else how to make this helpful for you and make this chat um, the best that it can be going forward. Um, so thank you. And wherever you are today, tomorrow, yesterday, I really appreciate you all. And I hope you all are doing well. So hasta la later. And until next time.